Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Alicia Robertson. Alicia is a life coach and developed a specialization in mindfulness and positive psychology, both of which she loves. She's very passionate about her coaching and coaching others towards a new and better life. But it became very clear that her purpose was both bigger and more specific than just that alone. So she decided to heed that call and dedicate Lemonade Life to supporting women navigating divorce on a much larger scale. So I am super excited to welcome Alicia Robertson to the show. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, Sarah. So great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm super excited. It's always good to have a fellow coach on the show with me. And oh my goodness, you've been on your own journey. So please do share your story with us. Yeah, sure. I, I, as I've come to know, my story is familiar to most of the ladies that are listening. Um, you know, building that career, family, doing all of the white picket fences and all the things that we should be doing, you know, all the labels, all the titles, um, getting into, you know, building business and community, all that kind of stuff, and then getting into family which was real double down and already busy life and struggling with postpartum anxiety and feeling really depleted, right? Wearing all the hats with all the pressures and my relationship suffering and really being sidelined at all of these other responsibilities that I held and that I um, was trying to really, at the time, I actually don't even think I realized what was happening or how depleted I was, right? And so I just continued to struggle thinking that, you know, well, this is, you know, mom brain, mom fog, all the reasons, all the excuses we make for this depleted source of energy and reduced quality of life, right? It just becomes the new norm. And so I was like that for some time. And I had my former partner. I remember, you know, feeling like something was so off. And I will never forget the day he was working out and I walked into our home gym and I said to him, and at the time, our second was six weeks old. And so I said to him, I said, should I be worried about our marriage? And he just fell. He sat on the bench in the room and said to me, I don't know. And this is a human who always had the answers, always had the solve, you know, and, you know, that reassurance. And I knew, I knew in that moment, our marriage was over. And I was gutted, right? I just was on the floor, a mess, thinking how could the very thing, the things that it mattered most to me was to be a wife, <laughs> to be a professional, to be a mom. And that seemed to be, you know, um, gone, gone in an instant. Yeah. You'd notice the signs though. I mean, this is, this is what I think with hindsight, looking back, yes. gives us a different perspective. I mean, there was obviously something going on for you to walk down into the gym there and then ask that question. But quite often when we're in a relationship, we don't want to see that, do we? Or we sort of stuff it under the carpet and go, okay, well, we'll come back to that. Or we're just having a bad day. We'll get around it. 
So what do you think were those warning signs? Because it, it wasn't coming from you, right? From what you said, it was, it was yeah. his decision. Yeah, you know what? There was always um, this perpetual feeling of uh, burnout from my end. Um, there was always this avoidance in terms of things will get better when, right? That light at the end of the tunnel. Well, you know, it's we're growing a new business and that's really busy. So when we get the business further along and established, then we'll have this peace of mind. Um, or stability. You know, we have young children. So we're now a young family and that's all those stressors. So when the kids get a little bit older, we'll have more time for our relationship. These things, right, that we just kept doing. Well, you know, a lack of intimacy maybe is just like a lower libido or the time that we're in. So all of a sudden, you know, those things become perpetual and they just become this cycle of, well, we think we've addressed it. We, we talk about it, but we don't really solve for it. So we acknowledge that this is happening. And I, I think when finally, it's like, I, I think it's, you know, Oprah that says, you know, you get the nudges and you get the little signs. So I was getting those and then finally, when I was really struggling with postpartum anxiety, where I was really unable to keep this house of cards standing without really solving the problems, it just fell apart. So for sure, there were signs along the way. And I, as I share in the book, I know that I made conscious decisions to avoid dealing with them fully and completely because I was afraid that my marriage would end as a result of dealing with things fully and completely. And I think that's a really interesting thing that you said there, that, you know, we often know, but we don't want to face it because of the tsunami that of change that will come potentially if we do. So right. I understand that. Yeah, I think that's really normal. That's where I, I started to really unpack this incredible stigma that is divorce, right? I'm the first person in my family to ever go through divorce. That was nothing that was modeled for me. And that was always a shamed, perceived experience you were married until death do you part. <laughs> Those were the promises. <laughs> Those were the vows. And through thick and thin, you, you ride it out. And all of a sudden, the shame of, of and the thought that I wouldn't have my marriage or my family was an unbearable truth. Yeah, it sounds so draconian now, though, doesn't it? Until yeah. death do us part. No matter what, you stick in it. Even if you hate it, just keep on going. Uh, yeah, crazy. But thank goodness things have changed. So tell us, you know, obviously going through the divorce, that's always a difficult experience. Tell us a little bit about how that played out. Yeah, so um, the one thing in my situation, I um, was fortunate enough to have a teammate. My former partner and I always worked well as a team that we may not have translated into the family we hope to be. And so we were able to come to the table, though it was incredibly difficult and required a lot of effort. We really approached it like the business we were already involved in and growing together. So um, it was for me right away a project. But I think that I've always, or I know that I've always dealt with things, you know, whether it was anything to solve was, okay, let's figure out how we do this and then learn how to make this you know, a successful project, you know, that is going to give the results we need. So right away, it was became clear to me that this was about financial independence, right? And that this was about co-parenting and that this was about my opportunity to, if I'm going to go through this, rip the bandaid off, finally deal with all the things, heal, recover, and become, you know, a strong person for myself and my family. So once I unpacked it and could really see the forest from the trees 
it became much more manageable. Yeah, and it's great that you guys could do that as a team. I mean, teamwork's not something that we often hear alongside divorce. So I think it makes you one of the luckier ones, I think. I mean, I know my clinic of, of clients is definitely not full of the conscious uncouplers. It's more the aggressively severing brigades that, you know, I, I help. And that's definitely what happened with me. I think even if one of you wants to do that, uh, if the other one doesn't want to play ball, it can be very hard. So you were lucky that you were, as you say, a team and on the same page. But yeah, I know there were some obstacles that you talk about in your book. So tell us a little bit about those and, and how you overcame them. Well, you know, just in terms of what you were saying. So, you know, I, as you know, going through separation and divorce requires an incredible amount of compromise. Right. And so really understanding what mattered to me and what mattered to him. And when we didn't have alignment to be able to push through, the thing is, is that, and I always say this, it's a very different thing to be friend friends or friendly. So, and, you know, and I, and I always say, you know, please don't mistake my, you know, positivity and, you know, my ability to compromise and to see the silver lining linings as weakness. Right. So for me, this was always strategy and it always, always required intentional, very intentional effort with every thought, every thought, every conversation, every decision. I had to role play with my therapist, right? I had to have back pocket statements. I had to have the scripting. So because at the time, and you know, same as what you're talking about, my self-worth was so low, so low that I wasn't in a position that I really could advocate for myself in a fair and equitable way. So it, it requires effort and intentional practice with with every, every conversation, right? Every thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. If you are able to have an amicable split, it doesn't mean that it goes without conflict. It just means that the both of you are working together to manage that, I think. And that's really key. So, you know, what were the things then, the, the sort of ground rules that you had in place, if you like, to help you navigate that? Because there must have been times where there was, you know, as you said, the conflict got quite tricky and, and you had to compromise. Though, I, you know, obviously, Compromise is okay as long as it's not sacrifice. How do you get the balance between that? Hi, it's Sarah Davison here, the Divorce Coach. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. I just wanted to let you know about a free gift I've got for you, which I know will help you if you're struggling with your breakup or divorce right now. I'd like to offer you a free week's membership of my Heartbreak to Happiness online support group sessions with unlimited access to any of the groups during this time. So what are they? Well, these are friendly and confidential online support groups run by my accredited coaches. I've designed them to ensure that you know you're not alone and there is help and support out there to help you cope better. One delegate, Jane, said after her first session, I can't believe how much better I feel in just one hour. Another delegate, Wendy, said, my friends and family are so fed up of hearing me talk about this. And now I finally feel like I've found my tribe. I've designed these sessions so you'll meet other people going through similar situations and you will be able to share your story in a safe space. My specialist coaches are all trained personally by me and are there to offer support and help to enable you to dial down those negative emotions and let go of your ex. 
So I wanted to make a special offer to all my podcast listeners, which is a free week's access to this unique support. It means that you will have access to as many support sessions as you would like to attend in a week. And we've got lots of days and different times to choose from. This is a great way to start to take your power back and help you feel more empowered. Remember, as I always say, it's not what happens to you that defines you. It's what you do about it that makes you the person you are. So sign up now at www.saradavison.com forward slash support group. That's saradavison.com forward slash support group to claim your free gift and to move from your heartbreak to happiness. Compromise is okay as long as it's not sacrifice. How do you get the balance between that? It's true. And so for me, I fundamentally focused on everything I could control, right? And what my boundaries were, what my priorities were, and how I would communicate for those things. And, you know, then to be open and flexible in terms of the back and forth and the negotiation. Um, but I really, really think that the, the, the sometimes most important thing is to have that vision. And so we had that you know, item number one on our separation agreement, what is our vision as two individuals who are going through separation and who are going to become co-parents? And so we both agreed that we would, you know, have dialogue or experience that was of respect, right, with integrity, that was positive and focused on solutions. And as it relates to the well-being of our children and the goals that were aligned on the goals right, for the children, and that we share of these values, and that we will move forward, you know, in these ways. So, so we both agreed to that statement, and we put it right in our document. Yeah, I think it's really important, especially when there's children involved, because obviously, you know, we want to protect them from any conflict if we can, and, you know, how do we do that? So I think that's, that's a really, really lovely way of doing it. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge achievement. So I can see why you're definitely helping people now to, to navigate that process, because that's not easy. I, I know that for a fact. So, I mean, I do think that, and I talk a lot about this in my podcast, that we can turn that pain into our power, because even if it is friendly, there's still a lot of pain. There could still be heartbreak. There can still be animosity, can't there? So how do you take that, that pain or that adversity and turn it into something that actually is more positive, that can actually be a silver lining even? It's like, I, I still remember working through the pain, right? Working through the pain, the anger, the sadness, whew, wanting to run, wanting to, you know, settle into the victim, the martyr, the jealousy, all that stuff. And it overtook me many times. It was a very dark time. And I, I remember starting to learn about, and this is really where I, I went very much into mindfulness practice, right? In terms of, and that's where I, I think while I did my life coaching certification, going through neuroscience, positive psychology and mindfulness was really both a personal and professional pursuit. I was able to learn so much because I remember, I remember my ther therapist said, well, do you want to journal? And I thought, journal, I am already so sad and angry all the time. The last thing I want to do is spend more time, you know, angry writing, <laughs> but, you know, come to realize that truly to not, I was afraid of being afraid, right? So to not be afraid of the pain and to understand and unpack what these fears were what the limiting beliefs were, what were my truths and starting to be able to process that 
heal and, and you said something, step into my power, right? For the first time, start to trust myself and start to get back to who I was and what I want and having the courage to go for it. So the healing, I think, is a forever experience and journey. This isn't, this isn't linear, right? There's no time. There's no end, you know, so I still am healing. I'm still practicing, you know, everything that I'm, I'm talking about. The firsts go on forever and the change is forever, right? So the ages and the stages of the children alone mean that this experience is always evolving. New partners, blended families, there's so much that is continual and ongoing about this process that for me, the healing and being able to, you know, recover and be in, in my zone of genius or power is, is always, it's, it's a very, it's a, it, it's sometimes very simple, right? The things that we talk about that we can do, but it's the effort in the, you know, consistent practice. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you did mention earlier about focusing on what you can control. And I, I think that's really wise as well, because, you know, a lot of the times we worry or we focusing on what our ex is doing and who they're with and what they're doing and how the children are when they're with them. But ultimately, we can't control that. So it is wasted energy that we could be using to help us on this healing journey that you're talking about. So what would be your top tips, I guess, for people listening right now or watching this on YouTube? You know, what, what are your top tips to start to take back that power as you talk about and get back in the driving seat of your life again? Yes. Yeah, so my favorite thing to acknowledge, I think, is that healing through grief and massive change is a very different type of personal wellness experience. This is a time when, you know, hitting the gym three times a week and, you know, going and hiking up Machu Picchu or whatever these, you know, buzz, you know, self-care words are, are very daunting and inaccessible to us. And so I just love for the first, first bit is just to practice very simple self-care that is accessible in every minute of every day. And so that really could look like you know, making sure that we've got light around us, that we've got candles or incense, that, you know, we're held in a safe environment. Plant babies were, you know, my friend that I was caring for them and also it filling my environment, whether it's taking a bubble bath, whether it's, you know, I'd wash my face, you know, and that was, you know, time for me. And to be able to allow ourselves what we need. We might not always get the day we want, but we get the day we need. And to allow ourselves to say, okay, I am going to not work out right now because I am going to choose rest, right? The power of healing so much is just in allowing ourselves to rest. I went to bed with the babies at 7 p.m. That's okay, right? And to just be able to focus on breathing and to, you know, hydrate ourselves. And so this all seems simple enough, right? But as women who are depleted and compromised, you know, you know how it is. People come, it's, I'm worried about my future, the finances and the babies. It's never about us. And so the self-worth in this actually is in prioritizing yourself. And the more that you prioritize yourself in the minute, I have found that my self-worth starts to elevate, my energy starts to elevate, and then so too does my confidence. So having a really simple, consistent practice of self-care, I think is the most important thing we can do. And simple, yeah. you know, we underestimate how small wins build the 
greatest momentum. We get so, you know, you know, shameful of ourselves and guilt-ridden. I shouldn't take the time. I should be further along. Why can't I just get this right? All these things. And that's the, the biggest shift is to start to hold ourselves with compassion and forgiveness. Yeah, I, mean, I get fired up, right? Because yeah. it's so impactful. <laughs> I mean, it is. And that's the thing. I think we sometimes think that self-care is selfish, but actually we need that so that we can look after the babies. We can do the finances. We can do all the other things, you know, where we're putting everybody else first. So it does take for us to look after ourselves to be able to be selfless moving forward, I think. So it's a really good point. Now, I know you've written a book about this. Tell us a little bit about your book, Make Lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the book has been an incredible experience. Uh, really started to write this book to just share so that other women don't have to go through it in isolation and, you know, be victims to the stigma. And um, the first book turned into what is now a digital course and the Unwife program that I have created for uh, women to, you know, have community and connection and coaching. This book is actually more of a memoir in terms of my sharing of my experience on how I was able to create the practices that I now coach on. And so this is um, real and it's raw and it's, um, it's, it's really my personal learnings and journey as I went through separation and divorce. And the, the last part of the book really is about um, all the first, right? Navigating some of those first milestones that are sometimes during separation, divorce, and sometimes life beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about your book because I think it really helps people to, to know that you can get through it. It's kind of inspiring to see you now, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm sure you can hear it in, your, in Alicia's voice when she's talking. She's full of passion and full of energy. So obviously she has moved on and she's got her life back on track, which is great. And so reading the book, you're going to understand just that it is possible. And I think even just at the beginning, when you are doing all that sort of ugly crying on the bathroom floor, thinking, how do I get through this? Just to, just to know that you will, well, even if you don't know the how right now. So, I mean, I think that's that's going to be a really good read for everybody. Um, and also tell us what else you do. So if people wanted to reach out to you, what else do you offer and where can they find you? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, the website is LemonadeLife.ca. On Instagram is one of my favorite uh, communities, and that's Lemonade Life Coach. And I'm always available over DM on Instagram or uh, Facebook, as well as um, email, which is connect at lemonadelife.ca. And we really focus on, as I've mentioned, what is community, connection, and coaching. So it's about having a space where people can join like-minded women. And for me, it's a little bit different. The women that are in this community are their growth mindset, positive, mindfulness, right? They're, they're, they're movers and shakers. They're, 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 they're smart. They're resourceful, resilient. I always wanted a community where I could be surrounded by aspirational thinking and resources and other humans that get it, right? They get it and that have done it that I can model after. So that's what this community is about. Um, it's not a event session and, you know, complaining about <laughs> shoulda, woulda, couldas and, you know, former partners. It really is about how do we support each other so that we can be empowered and move through this. So we have the squeeze community that has a number of resources to get launched into and have an understanding for what the divorce process is. 
and it's workshops, it's um, work guides, affirmations, um, and a private Facebook community that gets you really lifted right away. And then we have the Unwife program that is group coaching, one-to-one -one coaching. It's really a beautiful mix of all of the resources where we come together and connect every week and support each other through the journey. That's amazing. Wow, well, thank you so much. I've got one last question for you, uh, which I ask all my guests. So my podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you so that you can tap into it along the way, even when you are having one of those crying on the floor kind of days about your breakup. So what is happiness for you, Alicia? I love this question. Happiness for me is really living in alignment with my authenticity. So this is knowing really who I am and what I want and being able to check that and course correct it every day and every minute, like we've talked about, right? Is this in alignment with my values? Am I capable of this? Do I want to do this? You know, and how do I experience the happiness I desire right now? Because I believe happiness is, is something that is on the inside. It's an inside job and it is something that you can only sustain for yourself, by yourself. Oh, absolutely. I love that answer. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Alicia. And thank you for joining us. You've been a fabulous guest. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for all you do. That's it for today's episode. Do head on over to LemonadeLife.ca to find out more about Alicia and her work and make sure to pick up a copy of Make Lemonade, her book. And I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.